Welcome back, wrestling fans. We were just uh, about to sing a song for you. Uh, episode 32 of the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we always sing the On This Day uh, as part of our On This Day before we get on every single time. I see clearly. Um, so yeah, welcome back. We have our second prediction show of the week. It's AEW Double or Nothing. Um, we had the magnificent Matt Lewis on our last episode, so check that out for our Night of Champions predictions. Just remember, on Saturday, we are not going to be active on social media. Um, we are watching Night of Champions on delay by a day, so we're watching both on Sunday. Um, <clears throat> so we will try and be active on social media after that once we kind of get to those matches. And we'll be active probably during Double or Nothing. Um, so yeah, welcome, gentlemen. How we uh, how we doing today? Excited. Can't wait for this weekend, man. We got three big pay-per-views coming up this weekend, including Battleground as well, which we'll probably watch, I'm guessing, maybe Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. I know we won't be watching that live. Um, but we might go live on Sunday in between, you know, United Champions and waiting for Double or Nothing to start. So catch us live on probably YouTube, I'm guessing. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, we're excited for this weekend. Yeah, doing very well. A lot of great pay-per-views ahead of us. And always a blast seeing the four of us. Well, obviously our other buddy, Fast Eddie. <laughs> We'll be there as well. So nice seeing the four of us hanging out, just shooting this shit and watching some wrestling together. Uh, so on the theme, the on this day today, so I will go on theme, but quickly, uh, I'll do two. Uh, on this day, let me just get it, in 1994, there was a debut at age 16. Someone made their debut. It was against the one, two, three kid. Does anyone want to guess who the debut was? Currently in AEW, has been a big WWE star in the past. Very well known in a tag team. It's in 1994. 16 years old. I'm going to guess uh, Jeff Hardy. It was Jeff Hardy at 16. 1994. Trivia. <clears throat> Tribal chief over here. Good. <laughs> Good trivia from Chris. Chris gets another one. Um... <laughs> I was going to guess Jeff Hardy. <laughs> he was going to guess Matt Hardy. No. <laughs> I got it. Oh, shit. So that was a quick one. But on this day um, in 2019, Double or Nothing, AEW Double or Nothing took place at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. Uh, it's the first official pay-per-view under the AEW banner. The main event, if everyone knows, was Chris Jericho defeating Kenny Omega in a match to determine which of the two would participate in a match to crown the first AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Immediately after that match, John Moxley made his AEW debut by attacking both men. Uh, earlier in the night, Hangman Adam Page won the first Casino Battle Royal to determine the other challenger for the AEW World title. And then there was also some other notable matches on the card, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes in a bloody encounter. That was a, a very uh, crazy match. And then the Young Bucks defeated the Lucha Brothers to retain the AAA Tag Team Championships as well. Uh, so shout out to Double or Nothing, and that's what we're really going to be reviewing today. So uh, we'll be doing our predictions. But 2019, there was actually a lot of good matches at that first Double or Nothing. Um, <clears throat> so we'll jump into the news in terms of... Uh, Nothing too crazy. What I'll say is the theme of AEW will will ring pretty true for us this episode. But what I'll say is Collision obviously was announced for Chicago. 
I don't think there's any surprise there, and I don't think there's any surprise that CM Punk will be on that show. That's not officially announced yet, but that's going to be announced, or they're just going to leave it up to um, interpretation. It's only a few weeks away, so my guess is CM Punk will be there. If he's not, then boy, oh boy. <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> Chicago is going to riot if he does not. Oh, that would be amazing. If uh, Amazingly ridiculous if he was not on that show. <laughs> I would be absolutely shocked. <clears throat> In other news as well, uh, Night of Champions. So we did do our predictions, but uh, Sean actually texted about this match, and I, we didn't include it because it wasn't announced, but uh, surely enough, Rhea came out and announced it basically on Monday Night Raw. It's Rhea against Natty. So, surely enough, I think what we can agree on, everyone would have had a seven on Rhea, and we wouldn't really have to think about that match. So, yes. I don't think it was really a problem. 100%, but that yes, was added. exactly. So, uh, the other match that is rumored potentially to be on the pre-show, I guess, because um, he got a large pop, was LA Knight against Rick Boogs. I saw that could potentially be a pre-show match that is added. So, we'll see, but I guess he got a really good reaction with the Saudis. So, I don't know. If that'll actually happen or not, but that could be interesting if they had that match. I don't think either one of those guys should lose. Me either, yeah. To be fair. <laughs> I think it's funny because they were like rumors that he was supposed to have like somewhat of a decent like time period where they were going to tag together and then there was going to yeah. be the heel turn, but that ended before it Pretty even started. Much, yeah. I, honestly wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't mind them as a tag either. If they don't have anything else for him, I think they'd be f- hilarious together. Yeah. I do I want LA so Knight as a singles guy, but it, it doesn't seem like yeah. they fully embrace that yet. So, and Boogs <laughs> is very charismatic, is. but I always like his character. He is charismatic, so it, you know if they have the match, I'd be fine with them adding that match too. It would be fine with me. Um, and then the last piece of news I want to go over, which threw me to the floor, I think when I saw it, um, and we've been talking about this all day today and yesterday. Uh, Hulk Hogan was in the news this week. Uh, looking for a match at WrestleMania 40, potentially. So buckle up, chaps. We could have, like, the oldest superstar ever at a WrestleMania uh, this year. Older than the fucking Undertaker and all these other guys. Maybe Vince McMahon. Uh, we had Vince. I'll say Vince McMahon. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the Hulk Hogan, potentially against Stone Cold Steve Austin, I saw. Dear God. Um... Yeah, so WrestleMania, they said the, the rumor, right, around WrestleMania time was they're going to stack the card. If that's how they're fucking stacking the card, I'm, we might as well just skip it. But <laughs> So now we know that it's an attitude error. Old Ted Vince WrestleMania oh, stacking. Oh, God. So uh, any thoughts on Hulkamania, boys? I'd, I'll yeah, start. Yeah, go, Sean, you first. <laughs> go, Hulk Hogan, go away, please. <laughs> Not interested like, in listen, the Hulkster? Enjoy Enjoy retirement. Sure, he still looks he's great. He's a big specimen. But, dude, he even hinted at all the back injuries he sustained over the years. He's physically not ready. I don't care. You can do all the rehab, take all the steroids you want. You're not going to put on what you did back in the day. And even then, you were terrible. He's not, he's not a golden goose anymore. Was, he never was. No, and he, <laughs> and he was never great he to was begin Vince's with. He was, all he was... He was he was Vince's boy. He created Hulk Hogan as this big character. He was one of the worst wrestlers I've ever seen. One of in my the best life. characters to be. I fair. personally I was never a Hulk Hogan fan. I'll give him his respect, like he's an icon, but I don't see the purpose of it other than just a money grab at this point. I mean, and same thing with Shane. I don't know why Shane wants to come back and put on the, these gimmick I matches. Said this when he I don't came even back think- this year. Everyone was excited except for me. 
<laughs> John, you were well, excited. I, I was. I, I know Chris I, was. I, 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 like, I like Shane. I want to see because Shane can still go. The thing oh, is, yeah. it depends on the opponent. He can still go Shane and Hulk, in an ambulance. Shane, Shane and Hulk. Oh God. <laughs> Shane and Hulk Hogan, though, is not any exciting that I can even think of. Like, he can still go with guys like Austin Theory, AJ Styles. Him and AJ had one of the best that WrestleMania like matches, years I ago, think. <laughs> Shane still hasn't lost a step. No, he had a freak accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he lost a step He did. Down goes the money. The money went down that night, and I hope he never comes <laughs> back to the ring. I hope that's the last time we see him in a wrestling ring. <laughs> I can do better punches than him. <laughs> yeah, no, no more shaming. You, you, you like, you like, you like the tear no, I hate it. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. To your point, Sean, you said enjoy retirement. Hulk Hogan is not retired yet. Very true. Unfortunately, he has not had that retirement match. So. He did say, though. Obviously, he knows he can't do what he used to do. It'd probably be fucking five minutes for all we know. Anybody else but Stone Cold. That's all I'm saying. I don't care if the man has a retirement match. Go ahead. Have it against Baron Corbin for all I care. Oh. Have it against fucking Goldberg. <laughs> oh, not okay. Stone do, do Cold. Have, let's do retirement versus retirement match. Goldberg versus Hulk Hogan. Get out of the way. I, and do, have think, it kick off I, I do think legends at some point or another deserve a retirement match to a point. The man's 70 years old. I, I think Sean's right in saying move He's on. Go away. You're too old. Ric Flair passed out three times during his fucking <laughs> retirement match. He almost died in the ring. They had to shake him it, to it wake was, him up. It was to hydrate. He was drinking beers during the pre-warm-up. <laughs> that man straight up was sleeping during the match. Oh, God. God. He's good shit. Just ask Jay Lethal. They look the same age. <laughs> Listen, if, if, if you're if you're like fit mid-50s, cool, then that's like a respectable retirement match age. When you're 70 and you're near death row, <laughs> you're if we most, thought Vince trying to take a stunner was bad, imagine Hulk Hogan trying to take a stunner. Most, yeah. most wrestlers are lucky to get to 70, to be fair. The way they, the way they exactly, true. yeah. That lifestyle is not sustainable. No. Right. 100% agreed. Well, <laughs> JPEG, JPEG, your thoughts. I just, just hold the holster, brothers. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get dizzy watching that match, brother. Um, it's oh, going man. to be something that I inevitably think will probably happen, which is sad to say. Uh, I don't know. I hope Triple H goes out there and buries him himself. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, he never had a retirement match. I know. If he ever comes out, he needs to face Cody. But, um, yeah, no, I I, uh, I hope it doesn't happen, but I do think it never uh, you know, will. I'd take Brock versus Hogan. Uh, I think Brock would Brock would <laughs> fucking kill him. I think he'd have a heart attack. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the point. <laughs> now he can't no, we come talk, back. We, we talk about Randy Orton. Brock Lesnar will be the realistic version of the legend killer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine Hogan trying to take an F5 right now. Wait, wait, wait. Remember, remember the promo? Party's over, Party's Grandpa. Party's over, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan took that to heart too when he oh, reacted. Brock and Brock's There's unfinished oh, business. Unfinished business. Brock's uh, fucking thing with Mustafa Ali this week is like something. What did he say to him? Oh, okay, get a, get a life. <laughs> get <it. laughs> and then, then and then um, Ali mumbles like. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the Hulkster. So not much more news than that this week. Um, the AEW Go Go Home show was last night <clears throat> for Dynamite. Uh, not a crazy eventful Dynamite last night. The tag team match was good for the main event. Uh, Wheeler Yuta and Claudio against the Lucha Brothers. Lucha Brothers did retain the titles. Orange Cassidy seemingly having a absolutely stellar last like six months with the international championship. The man puts on a great match every single week. Um, I'm a huge Orange Cassidy fan, so I could talk about him a lot. But <clears throat> um, what else happened? I mean, there was some promos throughout the contract, the signing. contract signing between Chris Jericho yep. and uh, Adam Cole Sabu. with Sabu, another guy. <laughs> Sabu coming out like, first of all, what the fuck made you think about Sabu coming to the ring for Adam Cole? What connection is it between the two? I was thinking Nothing. that. Where's the relationship? And as soon as he got Nothing. into the ring, I was like, mm, doesn't look good. Uh, so, yeah, they're just trying to play on name value, I guess. But Sabu is... You could be one of, you could be one of the legends in, like, you know... Grandfathers of like um, extreme. Like you want the man's fifty. The man's fifty-eight years old. He could barely walk. Yeah, he does. He doesn't look great either. Um, <clears throat> so nothing too crazy on uh, the, the home show. Pillars um had a segment. MJF um and Darby yep. were the ring, and then um yep. Jack Perry came out to attack MJF. Yeah, so kind of what I expected, I guess. I'm um, setting up a lot of things for this weekend. Not a crazy good dynamite, not a bad dynamite, but not a crazy good dynamite. Um, Shall we get into the main event of this show? We will get into our predictions for Double or Nothing. I think what's interesting about these cards is I actually always think these are harder to pick than WWE pay-per-views. Because to Sean's point, he did say something to me before we got on this, but some of their feuds seem like they've been going on seemingly forever. Like, uh, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter have already had a match, but they, those like four or five women have been feuding together for like six, seven months, it seems. Uh, (laughs) so it's very interesting with some of these folks that are in those matches. It seems like they've been fucking going at it forever. Um, let's start at the bottom of the card. So, Again, everybody who's watching, we're just going to go through every match. We will. There's nine matches we have on our card. They may add another one or whatever it may be. They're, they always end up with about 15. We, <laughs> so right now we're at nine. But what we'll say is if they add more, just take it with a grain of salt. We don't. We just basically go on the day that we're here. So it's Thursday night. When the, when, if they when, the podcast, more, when the podcast episode ends, we'll be down. We'll be up to yeah. twelve. If they if they add more, we'll go over those when we go live. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll go over our yeah. winners at least to see what we would say, um, which will probably happen. Um, so we'll <laughs> go with that. We have nine matches. We'll kind of go through those and our reasonings why. Um, there is some interesting ones. So the first match I'll start with. Uh, we talked about the match already quickly about the contract signing. So we will go to Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho in the unsanctioned match with Sabu as a special guest enforcer. Uh, this match is very interesting to me because it has Chris Jericho in it. Chris Jericho is very hard to pick in these games. And mm-hmm. I, it's always interesting because usually he has more than one match feud. Sometimes he does not. But a lot of times he does. 
But I still didn't care about that. So I went with Adam Cole for six. Uh, I just think his momentum is, is... I don't think there's any way Adam Cole can lose at this point. He's, they're going to try and build him, I think, as the face to take the title off of MJF that I thought Ricky Starks was going to be. <laughs> um, but I think when Cole came back, I think he's just more the likely choice, I think, at this point. So... For me, uh, Adam Cole for six, and I just think the reasoning is I just don't think he can lose. Um, I'll go next. I You took every single word right out of my mouth. I have Adam Cole for seven. I think this match is going to be a one-off. I think that they're absolutely building him to be the next face to, to face MJF. Um, I don't know if he'll necessarily win. I'm not sure yet. But I definitely do think that he's he's got so much momentum since his return that he can't take a loss here. Jericho can take a loss at any time, and it does absolutely nothing. Yeah. And if Chris Jericho wins, I will actually legitimately be shocked with this one. Hmm. I will be. That's surprising. Um, and I don't say that a lot about Chris Jericho <clears throat> matches, but I don't think that he he is going to take this match here. So I got Adam Cole for seven. Yeah, um, I agree with you both as far as the Chris Jericho factor because, you know, like you guys mentioned that he's so tough to predict because is he going to have a two, three, five fuse at a one-off? I am very least confident on this one. I only put a two on Cole, yep. but I do think Cole gets it done because um, after the return from that, like, long hiatus with the injury, I just think you need to go up with him and you got to build as much momentum to get to that because I think down the line, he will be fighting MGF for that AEW world title. And I just don't see how you have him lose in this spot because he's only had like maybe one or two matches, including all like the normal Dynamite Rampages um, since his return. So I think you have to start him with the fresh start and then the Sabu effect. Why would you bring him back? I don't see Sabu turning on Cole because Sabu, I feel like, is also going to be a one-off. He'll just be there just to be in his corner and then just kind of disappear. Let's hope he's a one-off. The only contrary I could, I guess, see Chris, uh, Chris Jericho winning would be the fact that it is unsanctioned, so, you know, the JS is always in play, so there could be some foul play there. I mean, Sabu is one guy, and they have Roderick Strong, but the JS is, what, four or five deep? So, I don't know. The numbers are definitely in Jericho's favor, so there could be a, a finagling going on there. So, that would be the only way I guess Cole could lose. If he loses, it obviously wouldn't be clean. Yeah. Um, the next match, so we have Ethan Page and the Guns against the Hardys and Hook in a six-man tag team match. If the Hardys win, Matt Hardy will own Ethan Page's contract. Sean, we'll go to you first. This one, I'll be honest, this one, like, there hasn't been much where I've really seen out of this whole thing, but I picked the Hardy party for three on this one because even though Matt Hardy – when he comes back and kind of develops like a faction, it hasn't really gone anywhere. But I just feel like at this point, especially with Jeff coming back, it's good to just have them like as brothers coming back there, get that victory, and then kind of just move on from the whole thing. And Ethan Page has kind of been in like his been a head case to him. So I think it's going to be interesting from a storyline standpoint. TK always likes controversy on like his story. So why not see how like the owning the contract kind of develops for the next couple weeks and then eventually they'll probably tune that out and then they'll move the Hardys on into maybe like a tag team match with like someone down the line so I get the Hardy party for three yeah I got the Hardys and Hook for six um I'm pretty confident in this match as well I think that this is kind of just a a tune-up match for the Hardys in in a way to 
you know, kind of elevate them, even though they're older, elevate them into just a, a tag team role, just them two. Um, whether it's for the tag titles at some point against FTR, I think that they still do have one more run in them. And I think TK wants to give that to them. So I don't see them taking a loss here. I really, the stipulation doesn't really do much for me because I know that's going to dissolve shortly after if he takes control of that contract. So, I mean, I could care less about that, but I got the Hardys and Hook for six. I have the Hardys and Hook for seven, and I think the reason, as you both said, uh, the stipulation for me, if they're adding a stipulation to this match that is very specific, I think that means they're going to go through with the stipulation because what the fuck would be the point? Then again, I don't trust Tony Khan's booking sometimes, so I could understand if he does do this and just fucking swerves and doesn't do anything with it. I think that'd be fucking dumb as well. Uh, but I have the Hardys and Hook for seven. I'm pretty confident in this one as well. I don't think Jeff is going to lose as soon as he comes back either. The next match, uh, the rematch, Jade Cardgill, Taya Valkyrie, 60-0 and on the line, and the TBS Championship. I think this is where it happens. I don't know if I'm correct. I put a one on it, but uh, I picked Taya Valkyrie for one, and I think this is potentially where the streak ends for Jade Cargill. I could very well be wrong, and it could just be another win for another opponent for another worthless feud. Uh, I just don't know who's going to beat her if you just keep having people fed to her, especially newer people. Taya looked pretty good in their first match, so I, you know... I don't know. I, I just I just have a feeling maybe this could be the time. Maybe it's not. But I'm hoping for that it is. So give me Ty Valkyrie for one. I'm not sure if that'll pan through, but gotta take some risks. So I'm uh throwing the bait out there. This is a match that I was not taking a risk with. <laughs> uh I I do take a risk later on in the card. Okay. With this one I got I'm I'm staying Jade for two. I don't I just don't see the point in having Taya lose the first match just to come back and win. I don't. I, I personally think the person that's going to beat Jade, it's going to be the person's first match against Jade. Um, I don't see who else they can bring in at this point to do that. Mercedes, because but she's hurt. Right, but she's hurt. Sorry, I Mercedes. Mean, that was just an inside <laughs> joke. Not Mercedes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't see the point in having Taya take a loss earlier in the feud just to come back and win at the pay-per-view. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I see her losing again. I don't think that she's going to be the, the woman to do it. I do think she's good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. She's big. She, you know, she's got the look. She's a formidable to, to opponent Jade. for sure. Exactly. I just don't see it happening. Unfortunately. I don't really either. So That's I, why I, I put a one on it. I don't want Jade's streak to continue. I think her title run's been shit. What's the point? But I think I think it's going to keep going. I, I picked Jade for two. I picked Jade for eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, wow. Valkyrie. Woo. <laughs> you got to take risks on this one. That's Man, a risk. Holy, holy fuck. shit. And my point's kind of more towards Chris. I also think that when Jay loses, it's only going to be on the first match. I don't see why Ty Valkyrie in the first match, which wasn't a bad match. It was okay, that but I wasn't, wasn't really That was probably by. one of Jade's better matches, to be fair. Yeah, I think it was as well. Which honestly isn't saying much because she's had some dog shit like, matches so far. But um, it was a decent match, but I felt like ever since then, 
Valkyrie's steam hasn't really been up to par where it makes you kind of convinced that there's going to be an ending of a streak for Jade. I think there's going to be maybe some controversial finish where it could be something very similar to like a Cody and Brock situation where Valkyrie walks out looking strong but still taking a loss right here. And I think the person that's probably going to beat her, I mean, if Mercedes is obviously like obviously being injured, is off the table, I could see Statlander or maybe even Britt down the line. I don't know how confident they feel in Statlander right now, but that those are the only two I can really think of at this point because right now, Valkyrie winning, it's like, where do you go from there? All right, the streak's over, then where does Jay go from here? I think they got to play it out a little longer until they really like build something. TK kind of needs to like deep dive into like his bag of tricks and kind of come up with something. He can come up with come up with something for it, but I do I think it thinking, could be brave. So taking a risk on this one, cargo for eight. Wow, so wait. who knows how this turns out? Holy though. fuck, Almighty! Yeah, uh, Sean, I do think I I do think it should be Brit. I think Brit should be the first, like the first to hold both belts. Yeah, both women's championships. She needs to be built that way though, and she deserves it too. <sighs> yeah, he just. The women's division just looks so poorly. Brit's by far the most woman. Rosa? <laughs> I don't think Thunder Rosa is that person either, to be honest. No, I, I just I think it should it should have been Athena to be. I fair. yeah, I don't. I just don't know who. Athena gets fucked over in every promotion. Big, she's I don't in. know who's big enough to beat her, and not to say they have to be super big, but awesome Kong. Not not big in stature, but uh, <laughs> I would have loved if Naomi signed there and Naomi beat her. I would have been for that. That would be cool. She's an ROA. Oh no, she's an Impact, right? No, she's an uh, Impact. Yeah, now, she's yeah, an Impact. Yeah. So I actually no. saw a little. I flipped on the channel for a little bit, and um, one of her matches was on. I saw a little bit of it, but the crowd was probably like two hundred people. Then I just shut it off after that. <laughs> I think they have less people than than NXT. That's crazy. In their crowd, yeah. Um. Apparently, they are putting on a good story. Shout out to Graham from Good Cop, Bad Cop. He watches. Um. Yeah, so we'll see. Sean's better hope Jade wins this weekend. Uh, the next yep. match is the Anarchy in the Arena match. We have the Blackpool Combat Club against the Elite and, and Hangman Adam Page joining back in the Elite. This will be a wild match, I think, in general. A lot of guys in here, I think, will just have a good time watching wrestle, and I think they'll pull out probably all the stops as they usually do for these bigger matches, these four-on-fours that have a lot of guys in it. Um, this one was also interesting, but I'll let Sean go first. Uh, we're going to bring it back to Sean. This one was my, um, least risky one. I put a one on Blackpool Combat Club and it's more towards kind of like the end of the dynamite where, you know, the young bucks came out and they cost, uh, Yuta and Claudio, like the tag team titles and them getting the upper edge kind of sealed the deal for me. I was kind of leaning towards them anyway, the BCC. Because I think there's going to be more feuds with these two guys, like these two teams. And I think the Elite and the BCC along with Heyman are going to put on absolute bangers. And why do a one-off when like every single member on both sides is absolutely electrifying and talented? So I think it's only fitting the BCC go over on this one, which infuriates Heyman, Kenny, the Young Bucks even more. Where they get revenge down the line. I don't know what that stipulation will be in like the next match, which I think is the direction they're gonna go in if the BCC win. But that's where I'm going. I think the match is gonna be absolutely match of the night. Um, but yeah, I, I only put a one on this one because I could see it going either way. I went with the elite for four. Um, I I <clears throat> sorry, I agree with everything that you said, Sean. <clears throat> 
Jeez. Um, I agree with everything that you said. I just think it's going to go the opposite way. I think that this feud is going to continue. Um, and I think it's going to be the opposite. I think the elite are going to win this match and somehow the BCC later on are going to get their revenge instead of the elite getting their revenge. Um, I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know who's going to take a pinfall. I don't know what's going to happen. This match is going to be absolute chaos. Will or Yuta? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's the X factor right there. That's um, the weakest link. But yeah, I mean, I think this match is going to probably be the best match of the night. There's so much talent that's going to be in that arena with Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Kenny Omega. The list goes on and on. I just, you know, the elite kind of came off a loss losing those trios championships. I, I don't think that they should take another loss here to the BCC. Um, I think they need to win more. And I think later on down the line, maybe Moxley and Danielson will go up against Kenny and Hangman in a tag match, and then the other four will have their tag match. I don't know. I just think the Elite are going to come out on top. I think they need it. Hangman and Mox also seem like they've been feuding for seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have the opposite of Chris. Same number. <laughs> so I have the BCC for four. It just seems... I want the BCC to win, it, to be fair. It just seems I want like they're win. going to win to me. Um, multiple factors of, of them... Seeming, you know, the cage match ending was interesting. Moxley didn't end up winning, but it was with the help of Don Callis. Does he help them again? Um, it's. I think there's a lot of factors to this, but I just think this feud will go on a lot longer uh, than this one match as well. So I do think Callis gets involved in that. So I think I picked the BCC for four, and that's kind of. Uh, I was kind of torn on that pick, but I'm I'm going with it. And uh, I think it'll also be a very good match. I don't know if it'll be match of the night, um, but it will be close. Okay, the next match, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm in a singles match for the AEW Women's Championship. I think the title changes hands at this one. Uh, I have Tony Storm for two. I'm not confident, but I don't know how bad Jamie Hayter is injured how much she's going to be able to do in this match. And I also don't know how long they want to keep the title on her and who they actually want to beat her. So for me, Tony's been putting in a lot of work. They've been promoting her very highly as well. She had like, what was it? Four matches in like five days or something like that, that they promoted a lot on, on TV. Um, I think they're building Tony up a little bit harder too. And she's got the group behind her. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm going, I had to pick some people that were kind of upset. So I'm picking Tony for two. Um, and I think this could kind of change things up because I, I don't think too many titles will change hands this evening, but I think this could be one of them. So, uh, I'd pick Tony for two. I picked Tony for one and, you know, we're all pretty big Tony storm fans. Uh, so I think that we do want this, especially if Jamie Hayter is hurt pretty bad and she can't defend that championship much longer. Um, and to have a, a champ on weekly television, what better than Tony Storm, especially in the outcast group? This could cause some ruckus in that group as well. Mm-hmm. If Tony Storm is the you know, the champ, the leader of that group now, Soraya might have something to say about it. Ruby Soho might have something to say about it. Mm-hmm. There could be some good matches that come out of that as well. 
So I think Tony's the right pick. She's been getting a lot of TV time lately, especially like you said, four matches in five days. That's insane. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't push her this hard if, if she's going to lose. They kept, they kept that does pushing nothing. her too. Right. That does nothing for her. So I agree with you. The title should change hands on this night and it should be Tony Storm. I have 20 for six. Wow. No. Even more confident. <laughs> and I think it's basically what you guys mentioned, the injury factor. I think Jamie is really fucked up. And I don't see any scenario. If you're going to have a retain, she's going to be forced to stick around for a while to lose a belt. And I don't see that happen. Like the factor of like Tony getting all the TV time. Like she was even on a phenomenal uh, promo on um, Dynamite yesterday like they had her on the screen for a little bit kind of nice promo so they really have a lot of faith and confidence in her and down the line i think they're gonna bring her back to being um you know a fan favorite again and i think that's where um you know because i don't tony as a heel to me it's not believable and especially with the gimmick with like all the the spray paint and stuff like that i think that's all played out so it's something fresh you need to have so give tony the belt one she's probably arguably the best wrestler or maybe at least top two or three in the company right now. And she's paid her dues, even though she's been champ before. So that's the only thing that's kind of halting my pick a little bit, where I'm a little worried about. But I do see her getting over on this one, more so because of the injury factor with Jamie Hayter. It's unfortunate she's hurt because this could be like another really good women's match. I agree. That they yeah. that they need they need to put out good women's matches and and this could be fantastic. Hater is really great too. I really like her. She's she's yeah. starting to become my yeah. favorite in AEW for sure. And if she re- and if she retains, you know, I'll just take this on the chin because Me too, yeah. right. I didn't put as high as you did. But, <laughs> um, okay, the next match is the Blackjack Battle Royal Twenty One Man Orange Cassidy is the international champion going into this match, defending against 20 men. Sean. I got freshly squeezed for this one. Um, If he's going to lose a belt, I don't see it being in a fucking battle royal. It has to be against an opponent, whether it's, you know, a singles match, triple threat, fatal four, et cetera. And the fact that they didn't, I don't even think they announced, maybe um, I could be wrong, but to my knowledge, last time I checked, I don't even think they announced anybody from the Battle Royal that I was aware of. Uh, yeah, they, they announced it today. Yeah. Uh, let me today. look it up yeah. and I will uh, let you know the people that are in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but even then, um, even if like the list is out there with like all the names, I just don't see him losing in a Battle Royal. I just think that usually Battle Royals are tailor-made for the champ to retain. Because it, it puts them like a more value on that belt along with the person who's like holding the belt. Like, wow, he just survived the Battle Royal. So I'm sure in the way he's been, um, I know Jeremy touched base on it. Every He's usually the one kicking off Dynamite in, in a title match. And he has had match banger after banger. Yeah, he's just shout so out to Sheamus every single week. Orange Cassidy is phenomenal. I don't see him losing in a battle royal, and I think he's going to have the belt for at least for probably another three, four months because the confidence they have in him, sky's the limit for what he's doing. So, Orange Cassidy for four. Chris, before you go, I'll read the entrance. Yeah. Uh, it's Orange Cassidy, Butcher, Blade, Dustin Rhodes, Keith Lee, Bandito, Jalistico, Chuck Taylor, Trent Barretta, Kip Sabian, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Ricky Starks, Ray Phoenix, Penta, Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, Tony Nice, Ari Davari, Brian Cage, Swerve Strickland. 
the only two guys I can see that are believable are Ricky and JY. Those are the only two believable, in my opinion. But any other couple that are rumored are Powerhouse Hobbs, QT Marshall, and Aaron Solo. Yeah, I'm I'm with Sean on everything. I have Cassidy for three. The only reason I have a low number on it is because there are 20 other men, so you never know what can happen. But I don't think I've ever heard of a champion losing their championship in a battle royal. Uh-huh. And I think it's happened in a royal if rumble. He did, true, true. Oh yeah, Triple H. Th- <laughs> yep. I think if he did lose it in this battle royal, it, it would be such a disservice to him and the championship run that he's been on, considering he's put on great matches week after week. Agreed. Um, and and they can't afford to to lose the star that they've built with that championship because that comes with it. So I think this would probably be right behind Kofi losing to Brock Lesnar in three seconds (laughs) for me, for me at least if he loses this battle Royal. So freshly squeezed for three, that's a lock. I also have freshly squeezed for three. Uh, Like Chris said, there is 20 people. So understanding that this could potentially happen for some weird ass reason. That's why I put it for a lower number. Uh, But Orange Cassidy has become and is probably close to my favorite wrestler currently right now in AEW. Uh, I just think everything that he does is gold, and he has the wrestling to back it up as well. So uh, I think he puts on a stellar performance here, and he retains. And I think it'll it'll be interesting, uh, interesting match. There's some obviously some good people in it, so it, it should be a good match. Next is an interesting one. Um, We'll go from one side of the spectrum. It seems like the last six months has been great for the international title to an absolute dumpster fire in the TNT title. Uh, So we have Wardlow against Christian in the ladder match for the TNT championship. If I was thinking logically and how Tony Khan thinks, I would think Christian probably fucking wins this match for some reason. Because it seems like the TNT Championship is a fucking hot potato and hotcakes that they just throw around to every fucking person. I did not learn my lesson. I picked Wardlow. Uh, I picked Wardlow for five. Uh, Here's to hoping they just don't fuck him up even more. If they have him lose this title again, he should immediately drop his contract and go to the closest wrestling promotion that they have. Not whether it's WWE, whether it's fucking AAA, whether it's fucking an indie house show that has twenty fans. Uh, Wardlow needs to leave the fucking company if that happens. So I don't. Di- I don't disagree with that. Listen, I I just don't understand if he loses. I and I love Christian. I just don't think he needs the TNT title, and I just don't think Wardlow needs to fucking lose the title again. For the fourth fucking time. So, Wardlow for five. And if I'm wrong on this, God help the TNT (laughs) championship in AEW. This was a tough one for me. Oh my God! (laughs) This was a tough one. Listen, listen, listen. (laughs) I haven't finished yet. This was a tough one for me. I wish this was was tequila. <laughs> it's Thirsty Thursday. Drink up. Um, I have a clock somewhere. I am 1,000% rooting for Christian in this match. 1,000%. 1,000%. Uh, 
this is a ladder match. He knows ladder matches. Yeah. I think that he I think that he personally would do more with the TNT championship and I think his feuds would be more meaningful. That's probably true. I got Wardlow for five. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just picking what we hope happens. I got Wardlow for five. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. How are you going to have him just win the championship back and fucking lose it again? Can you imagine? So 55 they've been doing man. that. I wouldn't be I can't. surprised. I would not be I surprised. They've already done it. I'm, I'm, I'm still rooting for Christian, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am too. <laughs> but but I do have World Over Five. Logically, that makes the most sense. Yeah. You have this guy here that is young, who you can build, who's proven himself time and time again. And you keep putting him in shit situations, and maybe this match will start a trend of good TNT championship matches. We'll see. I don't know. Wardlow should win. I have him for five. Well, as the magnificent Matt would say, it is a clean sweep. I also have Warlow for five. <laughs> Love the reference. Love. Yeah. And, and it's, it's basically, I really don't have to repeat anything. It's basically, you guys touched on all the points I was going to say. It's in TNT Bell has been a hot potato. I don't see TK fucking him up for a third time in a row. I do. He, Christian taking a loss here does nothing for him. It doesn't harm him. It's like a Seth Rollins effect. He, he'll lose. It's going to be an absolute great match. I'm rooting for Christian, but if he loses to Warlow, it doesn't do any damage to him. Christian can just come out, show up to Dynamite, ha- cut a great promo like he always does, and then just move on to another feud. If he wants to continue with Warlow, he can't, but I honestly think this is probably a one and done, and then Christian's on to bigger and better things. Warlow cannot afford a loss here. You, he, if you want to make all your belts relevant, you cannot have him drop the belt. The loss of Powerhouse Hobbs still left a sour taste in my mouth. After that outcome, so I don't, I don't see how he loses this ladder match, despite the fact that this is a specialty of Christians. So Warlow for five, but we'll be rooting for Christian for storyline purposes. Question: Would it be a bad thing if he lost it to Christian? Though I know Christian's older, but his feuds seem to mean more. Would it be a bad thing if he did? Would, for Wardlow, it would, it would be bad. bad for, okay, okay. For Wardlow, it would be bad. For the TNT Championship, would it be? No, no. But, but, it, but, but that's if that's that's if Christian <laughs> that's if Christian goes on to defend it like three or four times. Because if Christian just goes right. on to lose the next time, yes, it would be right. fucking terrible. I was gonna say it, it. It all depends on if how long does Christian hold that belt for. If it's just like he loses the next match or two, then it's a flaming like pile of hot potato dog shit. It, it would be, yeah. it would be the same thing as powerhouse Hobbs, <laughs> except Christian is a better champion. Christian is definitely a better champion. Oh, that's but, not even, that's not even, a, that's not even but, a comparison. But, Absolutely. My God, would it be a problem? And you can almost guarantee he is leaving when his contract is up. If that happens, I think he's probably leaving already for all the shit that's going on. I should have asked, bro. Vince probably has the biggest boner right now. I should have like, asked him tweeted. when we saw him in the airport. I was like, "How does it feel losing the TNT Championship three times?" Who knows, dude? This is equivalent to the twenty four seven belt. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, just do what you're doing with Orange Cassidy with the TNT title, and you're fine for the next six months. Yep. Problem is, Warlow is not Orange Cassidy. He's not. He's not. His matches also aren't as good as Orange Cassidy's. But 
They're also booked very poorly. So I don't know. I'm, but off the record, though, I'm a, I'm a Warlow fan. I like watching Warlow. I don't like I don't like watching him anymore. To be honest, like I I think if he's they, gotten worse. If they if they book him correctly, I I still think he's a good wrestler. Like he's very athletic for his size. His matches aren't booked properly anymore, though. I think he's gotten worse as well. It's just uh, it's like, the way it's booked. because of the booking. It's the because way the it's booking. the way it's booked in his matches. His what do you guys think of him as a wrestler? He's fine. He's, he's athletic. I think he's good. He's so athletic. He's got the power moves. I think he's great for mid card. When we were talking about Wardlow when he first won the TNT title, uh, he was potential world championship material. Yes. And then, yeah, and then as soon as that happened, wow. Now I'm thinking when he's he, a when, he, when he buried MJF, they had a big like I'm trying to think of the right word, but they had him on like the highest peak of like what they were gonna do for him Which down the line. The and move, his by his the way, that, him breaking him breaking from MJF, everyone was comparing that to the Batista. Yeah. To mm. Batista. Yeah. That was a huge comparison when that happened, at least for me. It's very valid. And look what happened. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Wardlow for five, but I would not be surprised if Christian wins. Yeah. Uh, just because I think I think Tony Khan can. I, I don't get it how you can book one title so well and be a complete fucking moron when it comes to this type of stuff. Because he picks is, and chooses on who he likes and who he doesn't like. This championship has not been good since like Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara had it. Yeah. And even then, Sammy Guevara Cody. won it three times as well. Yep. In yep. a short Cody, amount of time. Brody Lee. Oh, Brody Lee was a great, great TNT like, champ. That's what that's the last time it was relevant though, to be to be honest. But like which was like two or three years ago. They're just pa- stop passing. Gar- Darby. It reminds me of Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks passing the women's title around yep. every other pay-per-view. Like, yep. just fucking figure it out. I there's plenty of wrestlers to, to figure it out with. All right, enough about Wardlow, because he's probably going to fucking lose. Uh, <laughs> next match yep. is uh, FTR against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Sean, we'll go to you first. FTR for Sabin. This one is pretty much... This one I even have to think about. FTR just like beat... Um, who they defeat? Uh, what's their faces? Guns. Guns. Uh, for the belts. I'm not of the theory that the tag team champions that just won the belts are going to lose it. It spilled the belts right back. So this was an easy pick for me. And I just don't see Jeff Jarrett ever being a champion in his time in AEW. I just don't. I'm sure like, it's cool to see him and Jay Lethal. I know they have a great respect for each other. That's cool. They, and Jay Lethal and, you know, Jeff Jarrett to his credit, I'm not a fan of Jeff Jarrett, but for his age, I will admit he is one of the few that can still go at his age. So I will give him that respect. I agree, but I don't give two fucks. They are not beating FTR for those belts, so that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, I have FTR for eight. I do think stylistically, this match makes sense for Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal because FTR—they're not, you know, high flyers, and they're—I don't think they're going to make Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal necessarily look bad. I think it will be a decent match. Yeah. Um, I and I understand that. Yeah. I understand the incidents that FTR is having with Briscoe lately. I don't see that playing a factor in this match. I mean, he is the special guest referee. 
Yep. But he's going to call it down the line. Um, yeah. He's not going to screw FTR out of this match either. So, I, I mean, it doesn't make sense for FTR to lose this match. The feud's been okay. It's been pretty good build because of Mark Briscoe, I think, playing as the, the X Factor, as the guest ref. But FTR's not going to lose. I have them for eight. I think the build has been entertaining as well. Some of the funny stuff when they visited Briscoe's house was hilarious. Uh, when yeah. Sunday Chandra Dutt was there, and he's a fucking he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I have FDR for nine. I think there's no shot in hell they're w- losing the titles. This is my easiest pick, I think, on the card. And uh, yeah, I, I just think they came back. They renewed their contracts. They, you know, they're gonna get this nice run with the tag belts if. If they were to lose to these guys, I'd, again, be very disappointed in, in that booking. Uh, I do think it would be a, a it's going to be a pretty decent match. Like Sean said, I don't like Jeff Jarrett at all. I fucking, I can't stand that he's in the company, but uh, he can wrestle a bit. So I, I don't think it's that bad. And Jay Lethal is a very good wrestler still. So uh, I do think this will be an entertaining match, but I think FTR wins. One thing I will say, though is the FDR versus Guns match didn't impress me like I thought it was going to. So maybe FDR just needs a few more matches to kind of come back and re-energize me, but they looked better last year before they went away for a while. So maybe it's just dusting off the kinks and, and kind of going through those you guys speaking that you guys know that FTR looks a little out of shape compared to what they were a year ago? They do. Yeah. That's why I think this match is perfect for them against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal because they're not facing fucking Ray Phoenix and Pentagon yeah. who are going to wrestle circles <laughs> yeah. exactly. 20 minutes. I mean, That's why I think this match makes sense. What's interesting is FTR, when they had those three fucking tag team belts, looked like the best tag team in the world at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what happened in a year's time, but you know they had some injuries and they did. I think they did put on some weight, and you know that's not to say they still can't be great. But I mean, Dax was in matches that people were calling close to match of the year last year as well. So he did a nice big forty-five minute match it was an absolute banger in that yeah. uh, Ring of Honor show. So maybe it'll just take, take a little time. I think for them to just kind of get back into their stride, they're getting a little more comfortable now. So. Um, so I hope this match is better than the guns. The guns entrance to that was fucking great though, to the Ooh, 50 cents song. Unreal. Um, but yeah, FDR sweeps the board here. And then the main event, which I think will probably be the match of the night. Uh, in my opinion, uh, we have the four pillars match, <coughs> uh, the four pillars, fatal four way. We have MJF defending against Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara and jungle boy, Jack Perry. Uh, this one for me, you know, it's interesting they're doing this now. I understand, and they've built pretty well to this. Uh, but I still don't think anyone beats MJF. Not right now. It just doesn't make sense. I have MJF for eight. I'm quite confident next to FDR. I'm most confident in that these two matches. Uh, I just don't see any of these guys getting up to the level, a high enough level in this feud to give them the championship. So, and I I think this is going to really portray the next 10 years for this company. If they keep them all that you have four incredibly and incredibly talented guys, but it's, it's MJF's time right now. I just, I just think he's too good and too much above them all. In my opinion, 
these these guys he's against are very good. He he's just different in terms of the level. There is there is, we always say there's levels to this. MJF is just on a level higher than them, and I don't think he loses here. There's no way he loses here. I have MJF for nine. You know, this match is going to be very nostalgic. It's going to be historic when you look back on the history of AEW. Yep. All you've ever heard since, you know, 2019, 2020 was the four pillars. And it was always these four guys. And now we're getting a fatal four-way match, you know, and it's going to be really good. I like all four guys, but MJF is just, as a professional wrestler, as a character, everything is just light years ahead of these guys. Yeah, He's light years ahead of his time. For his age... I don't think he should be as good as he is. I agree. Yep. And thinking of this match on paper, writing down the names, it's just like these three other guys don't stand a fucking chance, to be honest. They really don't. And I'm a huge fan of all four guys, but MJF is just too good right now. And he's not losing that championship to one of those other pillars. That's not going to happen because that will make him look extremely bad if he does. Mm-hmm. So MJF for nine. Yeah, I agree. MJF for nine as well. There, he doesn't have a shot in hell of losing this match. Looking at like the individually, the three pillars like outside MJF, I can't see either one of them being able to carry that torch to the next level and carry the company. Because if you go from there, MJF is going to have to. Besides maybe a rematch clause, which obviously he'll lose that. But where does he go from there? You're just going to demote him back down to like mid card level, and then I don't see Darby. I don't see Jungle Boy. I don't see Sammy main event in and then have an MJF, you know, somewhere else in the lower card. It doesn't make sense. MJF is the biggest thing in the company. Like you guys said, he's way ahead of his time. There's levels to it. When I, when I talk about what he does on the promo side, I'm talking about rock and stone cold level. And this kid is only what? 27. So something like that. I think he's 26. Yeah. I don't know. 26, 26 or 27. Yeah. Can we really say that stone cold and the rock were doing this at 26 years old? He's literally drawn Rocky so- Maivia. He's twenty. Yeah, 20, he was he was Rocky Maivia. <laughs> yeah, and he's so young. He just yep. turned twenty-seven in March. Twenty-seven years old, and he's doing the stuff that he's doing, both like storytelling, and then his wrestling has gotten so much better. And the last, the Iron Man match with him and Danielson just proved it that he's the real deal. Um, yeah, I just and I see him carrying the company all the way into twenty twenty-three, maybe in the early twenty twenty-four. Depending on, because then he's got that contract that's coming up. So another factor as well: Are we really gonna have him lose the belt before that deal's up? So this one was kind of an easy pick for me. So MJF for nine. So I think we're all in agreement on that one that this should be an easy cakewalk. I don't think it'll be easy in terms of the wrestling. So what I want to do is break it down a little bit more. Yeah. In terms of wrestling in this match, if you were to rank them based on their wrestling ability, who would you rank ahead of who? Who's your one through four in this match? Sammy one, Darby two, MJF three, Jungle Boy four. Chris? I got Sammy one. I have Sammy one, honestly, probably. Ah, that's tough. I think I have Darby four. Two and three is tough. I think I have Jungle Boy 2, MJF 3, and then Darby 4. I have Sammy 1. I have... Uh, 
It's tough. I, Jungle Boy and MJF is tough. I, I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. They offer two different things. Sammy, I think, offers everything Jungle Boy does, but better. So I think Sammy one, MJF two, Jungle Boy three, Darby four. And don't get me wrong, the reason why I put Jungle Boy 4 specifically, and I know it's not really a factor, but I only reason why is because he's not as active as the other three as much. That's literally the only reason why I put it on. We've seen more of the other three compared to Jungle Boy. That's literally the yeah. only but I love Jungle Boy. I think he's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think we all had unanimous, obviously, for Sammy number one. And I kids, think Sammy kids unbelievable. in the future, if he keeps developing his character. He will be a world champion for sure in AEW. Hundred um, percent. Talking about it, like with you guys right now, I'm thinking about like overall characters. Yeah. The three other pillars all have flaws. I don't exactly. think MJF has a flaw yeah. at all. Let me ask you. I think that's the difference. And Sammy, I think, is the closest one to not having a flaw. I agree. I think he's better on the mic than Darby and Jungle Boy, and he's better in the ring. I was about so to, he's the closest, I think. I, I, was about to, I was about to ask you guys, out of the um, uh, excluding MGF, because we know like he's on a different level, out of the remaining three, as far as like where you see, as far as like their character and like main event status, who would you rank from best to worst? Sammy, Darby, Jungle Boy. I think Jungle Boy is yeah. the worst on the mic by yep. far. I'll say this, Darby. Darby's not good either. Darby's not good either. Now, I... I think... You think Darby has the best character? I, I was going to say, Darby has no, a better have, character. But Sammy does more. Sammy does do more. Yeah. Sammy has more, That's why Sammy I has more Sammy content in what he's saying compared to the... Darby, mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Darby's, like, decent. Like, I like that they brought, like, kind of their past, like, their their upbringing but darby kind of darby kind of brought up the same stuff like his high school stuff whereas sammy's kind of talking about one year he's talking about like his job history like at restaurants and next he's talking about uh things with like his girlfriend and now his wife yeah. now he's talking about like his wrestling ability then him and mjf are in segments together so he's very diversified jungle boy is very one-dimensional as far as like his promos it's kind of just like go out there talk shit and then that's it Promo-wise, he, he has to get a lot of better. Yeah. I was going to say, there was like an interview, with, or he was on a podcast or something, and he straight up came out and said, like, he he pretty much knows he can't stand toe-to-toe -to -toe on the mic with the guys that are that good. Yeah. He said he's a wrestler. He proves his shit inside the ring. He doesn't do the blah-blah talking shit. He, he pretty much knows he's not good at it. See, and that's okay. And that's okay, because there's a lot of wrestlers that are lit there. Like, look at Claudio. Claudio's the perfect example. I thought... I thought that he was great with Christian, though. I also thought he, I thought he had good he promos really with Christian. Good. That yeah. was probably his best feud in, in terms of uh, verbal exchanges. Was I also think someone like Christian can really pull that out of a lot of people because Absolutely. of his experience, because of how good he is as a heel. And he's been around wrestling for 25 years, 30 years. And, and MJF just brought out the best in the other three pillars just like that. Uh, some people He's have trying. it and some people don't. <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting. So I think about a comparison. You know, I don't even think uh, Jungle Boy is a great wrestler, but like I think about Johnny Gargano. But when I think about Gargano, I think he's also miles better than him on the mic too. So it's it's hard to have so? a comparison. Comparing comparing, comparing Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy, yeah. comparing Jungle Boy to somebody in WWE for me. I hate to say it, 
a guy like Mustafa Ali. Yeah, that's probably a good that's, comp. That's a good comparison. Great in that's the ring. That's probably a good comp. And and Ali's probably better than Jungle Boy in the ring. I was going to say, Ali obviously just, just, doesn't, just doesn't go on, on screen either. To the, right, to the Gargano right. point, I hate to say, because I, I, you know how much I love Johnny Gargano. Not as much as j but I love Gargano. I don't think he's good on the mic at all. I think he's very corny on the mic. I hate to say it because I think better the than guy, Jungle Boy. Yeah, better than Jungle Boy, but that's what my comparison. May, 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 maybe just a WWE booking for him because he's kind of in like a still situation till Ciampa comes back. So hopefully they'll turn the flip the script on like the storytelling on that. But he was really good with the way, like he was the leader of that group, and I thought he did really well on the mic with them. Yeah. Um, but Ali's a good comparison, though. Ali is a great comp because I, I also think Ali is terrible on the mic. <laughs> um, right. It's interesting though because I I think about the four in the match and it's it's always like forward thinking like who is actually going to potentially be a world champion. Let me ask Dar- you guys this: Who do we think takes the most bumps in this match? Darby. Definitely Darby. Or any or match Tammy. Darby's in. I think any match. I think I th- I'm going to say MJF. I think MJF gets fucked up in this match. You think so? At one point, the three of them are going to yeah, go at him all together. You know, I think I think it's going to be a very good match. Like I think wrestling yeah. wise, it really is going to be very good. That's yeah. the thing. Like all the mic skills go away once you're in the ring. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what I will say about MJF, obviously he's he's done really really well in his last couple matches in terms of in ring. He's gotten a lot better. Like, I think the big critique with MJF when they weren't giving him the chances in terms of the title was he was just a he was a decent wrestler to good wrestler. Now he's kind of turning into like an above average, very good wrestler. Like back in the day, like Cody used to carry him in, in the matches. Yeah. And, you know, it takes time to develop that chemistry and that and that, you know, he's still so fucking young. He's 27. So to be that good. I mean, like you said, that could have been one of the best Iron Man matches of all time. Granted, he was in in there with one of the best wrestlers of all time. Another thing that impresses me too about MGF is it feels like he's gotten more athletic, but yet he's gotten so much bigger. Do you know how much muscle mass he's put on in over yeah, the past he's, year? He's probably doing but he, just, he just has the he just has the look that he he's yeah. everything that you want. The scarf, the suits every week with the scarf and like the charismatic. Like he has yep. everything you would want. He checks all the boxes. He's probably what someone like Austin Theory should want to be. Austin Theory is like a little bit bigger than him. But in terms of mic-wise, Austin Theory is already very good on the mic. But if he can hit that extra stratosphere like MJF does, that's like your prototypical WWE superstar. Athleticism, strength, mic skills, promo work, all of that stuff. Those are like your prototypical guys that are like 6'4", can wrestle anyone, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting to take do the, those comparisons. Cause I think those two are both very intriguing. Um, now, now that we're on theory, I think MJF is better than theory in the ring. You think he's better than him in the ring? I do. Interesting. I mm. think that MJF has improved so much. I've seen him do stuff that I've never seen theory do. I don't know if theory can, that's true, but I've never seen it. I've never seen I give it. Theory, I, I think I give theory is more is athletic than he is. Yeah, I do think Theory has a great move set. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's close. Speaking the of, comparison is right there. Speaking of Theory, what do you guys think on um, John Cena's comments about what he said about him? Oh, 
about how like um that he told him like to his face <laughs> yeah. that um he the reason why I'm back is because you can't cut a promo on your own um right now. I think I texted in the group. I was very much against him saying that. Uh don't get me wrong, Cena's a veteran and you know he's been around the game and he understands. Uh Theory can hold his own. And I think his yeah. shitty booking beforehand was what Cena was kind of harping on. There's only so much you can do with bad booking, my friend, John. Right. Uh, so Sounds like he's trying to get that shovel out. That yeah, shovel. It, it did seem like he was trying <laughs> to get the shovel out, which is very absurd. Like, And he was like, oh, yeah, I told him straight to his face. Okay, well, then you went out and put on an absolute shit of a match. How's that sound, John? You know what, know what the next comment that pissed me off that he said? Like, actually infuriated me. When he said, listen, I if um I get injured in this match, I have 300 people that rely on me, put me out of work. So, <laughs> motherfucker, you literally put yourself in a position where you're going to half-ass the match because you wanted to play it safe? Dude, it's WrestleMania. If you're not going to give 110% and, and do all these movesets, then what are we doing here? Listen, Cena is someone that is like a, a humanitarian, does a lot for a lot of people. He also, at the same time, comes off as a self-centered, care-about-me asshole in a lot of things. Him, like and the Rock, him and The Rock are very, very similar. They have the great sweet side of them, where they do a lot of things like great, like Make-A-Wish Foundations, like um, caring for the people. But then they have that ego that they try and hide but it's very see-through. You see right through it. Cena comes out in these interviews, and you can see it, that... And this reminds me, you know, I I didn't watch it a lot, but, like, when him and Nikki were, like, on Total Bellas, he would, like, say things to people on that show that, like, put them down and put them below him. That's what he was trying to do to Theory. And for me, I'm like... Ah, it's very distasteful, which is unfortunate because... He also does like a lot of great stuff with Make a Wish and these other great things, but in my eyes, that is just a douchey thing to say. And again, we've said this before. Up to this point, Theory has accomplished more than John Cena has. Yeah, Agreed. Interesting. At, at that point in their career, at that age, Theory's won Money in the Banks. He's won the U.S. Championship. Yeah. Theory's 25, right? He's done a little bit Theory's more. Theory's now 25? <laughs> I think he's 25, yeah. yeah. At 25, John Cena was probably just um, creeping up into like the battle rap like things where he had probably was at the U.S. title mark, and that was pretty much it. He didn't have anything going for it. He was almost fired. Yeah. I think at this point, I think John Cena said that because for two things. One, it's the relevancy factor where he wants WWE to not forget about him because he knows that these are he's only going to be around maybe twice a year at most. And the other part was, I think he puts himself on a high regard where he's like, you know what, if I'm comparing what Austin Theory can do, he's putting it himself, because John Cena is on a very small list of people that can get to that top echelon, and he's putting high expectations on this kid at such a young age. It's like, dude, he can't be what you were in your prime yet. First of all, we don't even know what Austin Theory is going to be in his prime yet. He could surpass you. but Very much so. But the point that you're already putting these expectations in this saying, I went up to him straight to, um, to his face. Like, that's kind of a bully mentality. It's like, oh, cool. Like, what, what were you trying to get out of the interview that you said it's to his face? Like, that's what, just what, his fucking personality, dude. What's a, what's a 25-year-old going to do? Punch you in the uh, a 45-year-old legend in the face? <laughs> like, what, what were you trying to get out of that? He's also, you know, he did one promo. They did one promo for WrestleMania because Cena has a busy schedule and he can't do promos. Like, there's not really, much really else he can really do. 
Yeah, theory cut a promo to no fucking audience. Yeah, listen, so, Cena, I've always said Cena is my second favorite of all time, but at the same time though, I gotta be objective. He's been a huge asshole lately, and it's like, dude, if you, if you only came back just to do that one off with Theory to that one promo, and then have t- telling Theory, listen, I have responsibilities, I can't get injured, then you should have never came back and did the match to begin. We could have inserted Stone Cold, we could have had LA Knight take up that spot. You should not have been in that spotlight because you were literally the worst match that night. Yeah, I agree. Well. That ends our predictions as we just went on a John Cena rant. <laughs> I was about to say something else, but I'm not even. No, going please to go ahead. We, we can no, 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 no. Okay, it was about the part time shit. Oh yeah. If like it was about the part time shit. Like, if you are gonna be a part timer and take up that spot on a WrestleMania card, you have to give it give it your. Own. I agree. I'm sorry, but Logan Paul comes out a few times a year. He puts on great matches. Bad Bunny. We just saw a match that Bad Bunny put on. Yeah. Like, how are you going to take up the opening match on night one of WrestleMania 39 in LA and put on that shit match saying, I can't get hurt, I can't Listen, get Listen, Bad all. Bunny's a performer and has to be on the road at concerts and shit. Yep. That man came from the Met yep. Gala and all, the, all those uh, Coachella, and then he come, fucking yep. came to Puerto Rico like the next day. So, yeah, I, I have no sympathy have. With, uh, with Cena. And if your body broke down on you and you can't do it, you're in your mid-40s and your body and you physically can't do it, then that's okay. Just stay off the car. Continue with Hollywood. Your legacy cemented. You're you're in all of our right. Mount Rushmore's for a reason. Like, you're one of the GOATs. Right. That's all I got to yeah, say that, about that's that. That's basically the end of, of his interview that said was he kind of can't do it. Um, and don't get he me. He says, I would love to, but I can't. Yeah, and that's, and that's fine. But if that's really your best... I don't even want to see you that much, to be honest. I don't. I really don't think that's his best. I maybe. I don't think so either. Money. I think. We, I think uh, he's yeah. just protecting himself for the movies. That's, that was that. That was his. That was forty percent of what he can actually do. It's. I agree. Yeah. Not one. Not one attitude adjustment. That's what. Well, not he half-assed the match. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so that ends our AEW <laughs> predictions with a John Cena right at the end. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed that bonus content of us uh, <laughs> shitting on John Cena. But I do think it needed to be said, to be fair. Um, we should have added that to the news. I know. Yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> shit. So we'll get, we'll get our later viewers uh, catching up on that John Cena nonsense. Oh, any homo sapiens in this business? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so check us out uh, Sunday. We'll probably be going live on YouTube to discuss. Maybe we'll discuss more about John Cena and we'll, we'll discuss... Uh, Battleground, which should have some entertaining matches on it as well. Uh, Stay tuned for all the wrestling this weekend. So we hope you enjoy Night of Champions, Double or Nothing, Battleground, whenever you're watching them, however you're watching them, enjoy. Um, This is our end of our prediction show. We really appreciate it. Be sure to follow us on social media. Our newest YouTube video of our last podcast just came out as well. So if you want to check that out, please feel free. Uh, we appreciate you. We're watching the Celtics tonight, so go Celtics. We're hoping for this comeback. Go Celtics. And, uh, yeah, you all have a good one. Have a great weekend.